Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Tissue Link Americas. We are, uh, this is the August 2021 edition. Uh, thank you for joining us. We're just, uh, we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about what's been going on this past month in North America. And as always, we're joined by Hector Hurtado, who is our Latin American correspondent or expert, we'll say. Hector, how are you? Good afternoon. Hi, Brian. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. No problem. Um, we're excited to talk about some topics this month. Uh, a lot's been going on. Um, I'll start off in North America. Basically, we're seeing a lot more of this. Uh, um, let's see, demand again is pushing up just because of a rush on the paper, a rush on paper products again. Again, yeah. Um, and a lot of it's unwarranted. You know, we went through this <coughs> in 2020, and we've learned our we should have learned our lesson that there's plenty of paper out there. You know. We, uh, we've seen uh, companies like GP and P&G publish uh, articles, releases, videos, telling the public, do not rush, do not take all the paper. There's plenty of paper. And, um, you know, manufacturing companies like those two I mentioned are really doing their best to pump out the, pump out the products as fast as they can to keep up with this demand. Uh, we know the Delta variant has you know, is causing issues uh, in the country. And I know all around the world is, again, uh, we recently published an article saying that Europe has now put the United States of America back on its blacklist of, of non-essential travel. So we're seeing the same mix that we saw, you know, towards uh, the beginning and the middle of 2020. Um, so, you know, where is this going to take us? You know, we don't know yet, but uh we're about to head into the fall season here in the United States and then cold weather. And I know there's other concerns associated with the, with the pandemic at that point. Hector, how do you see it in Latin America? Anything similar? Any similarities? Um, well, uh, if we see the reports that, uh, you know, uh, companies have uh, gathered for the industry and we have gathered ourselves too. Yeah. Um, obviously, 2020 was an abnormal year. Uh, but they do foresee 2021 and 2022 somewhat of a <clears throat> neutral year for Latin America. Uh, a lot of economies trying to get back into their normal activities. Mm -hmm. And uh, they don't see a lot of growth in those two years. Uh, they just see the normal growth that the industry has experienced over the past few years, you know, typical 3-4%. Yep. But they do see that by 2023, that growth will be exponential and much higher than than these two years that the economies they expect to uh, level off a little bit. But uh, for example, in North America, we saw that uh, 2020, uh, the consumption increased around 8% as yeah. a result of the pandemic. In Latin America, it was a 4% increase uh, driven by the pandemic. But I think another interesting topic related to that and as an outlook for our industries is uh, how consumer behaviors are changing too uh, and the industry is yeah. adapting to that mm -hmm. uh, for example we see uh, that uh, companies and uh, users are looking at products in a different way for example uh, in many countries in Latin America in the kitchen especially they use a cloth towel right cloth uh, yeah. wipe uh, the countertops or the kitchen cleaning in general and now we're seeing that uh, they're developing products that are going to be folded uh, towels uh, that were traditionally used on the way from home market and now they're some of the machine manufacturers uh, and companies yes. are marketing over the household use mm -hmm. uh, as an, an alternative to the kitchen towel but not only to the kitchen towel but to those uh, cloth uh, that are used to clean the kitchen that maybe sometimes they hold bacteria or yeah. they're no, too friendly with viruses and things like that so we see uh, the shift uh, on some of those products um and that like i said that used to be more of an away from home product now 
being brought uh, into the, the household. And last month, you did a nice uh, product review with uh, Procter oh, yeah. & Gamble and the Forever Roll. That's another example. They had this away from home roll, which is usually a GRT uh, yep. looking roll. And now they're selling it for consumer use at home. So it's yep. a roll that's supposed to last you, I don't know, six, seven, eight times than the standard roll. Uh, so we're seeing those, uh, those changes uh, in, in the industry. Latin America uh, as a whole, um, they hold around 11% of the global consumption of tissue. The global consumption of tissue is estimated around 40, 42 million tons. Okay. And Latin America holds around 11% uh, of that consumption. Okay. So compared to North America, for example, North America is double that. It's uh, 25, a little bit more than double, 25%. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we see that the, the, the region is still lagging behind North America, but they have still shown growth uh, over the years. Uh, so we see that we have seen, like uh, we mentioned before, investment also on new paper machine and converting equipment. Um, all the tissue that is produced or, or I, would, I should say all the capacity installed uh, for making tissue is not being consumed at the moment. Oh, interesting. Uh, I think uh, capacities uh, are being used only at 70, 75 percent uh, rate at the moment. So there is a lot of tissue available for independent converters sure. uh, to source. And uh, we'll see in the next uh, few years how that uh, will change because for the following years of uh, 2021 and 2022, in Latin America is projected to increase uh, around 150,000 tons per year on, on tissue machines that will be installed. Yeah. So we'll probably see a, a growth on, on new converting lines and maybe companies also entering uh, the markets. Sure. And I, I've seen a report actually for the United States or for North America, let's call it, is that the capacity right now is at 95, 96%. Because I, I think with, with the, 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 the hurry on these products at, at the stores again, you know, you, before the mistake was these supermarkets and these retail outlets didn't have them in stock in the back, right. you know, or, or nearby they learned their lesson and now we're overproducing to keep up with that. So the stock will have, will, will be there and we won't have that run on paper. Are you seeing any um, kind of demand from the U S influencing Latin America, for example, say, say one manufacturing site is completely sold out, maybe down by the border in Mexico or something. Are you seeing any of those companies demanding uh, or needing help to contract manufacture some products for them? On the other side of the border, have you seen any of that going on? Um, not not so much. Uh, to be honest, in fact, we saw maybe the opposite. Uh, if I understand well, we saw some companies in Latin America when the pandemic started in the U.S. exporting their products to the yeah. U.S. because yeah. in the U.S. people want to buy pretty much any roll that was available sure. on shelves, right? Uh, once uh, buying behaviors uh, went back to normal, we had a surplus yeah. of import products in the U.S. Right. So I don't see much of that happening at the moment. Uh, I think the converters in Latin America, I'm talking about finished products. They're supplying- Finished products, that's what, yeah, that's what I was asking, yeah. They're supplying their local markets. Uh, there are a few meals in Latin America that export to North America, the Juma sure. rolls. But as far as the finished products, I think they're all staying in the region and supplying the, the, the local markets. Yeah, I wonder if we'll get to that point again. I hope not. I hope we're not, we're not needing to import finished product like that again. Um, because now, you know, what we saw after kind of the first phase, the first wave of that virus was everything on clearance, right? All the stuff that was brought in from overseas hit yeah. the clearance shelf. And um, I think a lot of retailers, you know, they lost a lot of money because they weren't prepared for that demand. And, uh, you know, I forget what they call it, but the, 
the you, you put a dollar mark on not having products on the shelf to be able to sell that's you know you're lost yeah. um you lost that revenue there yeah um Another question I had for you was, you know, we talked about this before in our Brazilian segment, our Portuguese segment is uh, how are you seeing the parent role market uh, right now? Or how is how is pricing affected? I know there's some demand, some places, some demand, no demand in some places, low demand. How are you seeing the paper roll uh, market right now? From what we have seen uh, with uh, independent converters in the in the region, and I, it also varies a little bit country by country, right? I mean, not all countries have the, the same uh, cost to ship, sure. even though shipping is is a different ball game these days. But uh, you know, countries differ a little bit. But in general, uh, there is a, a lot of availability of parent rolls at the moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, converters shouldn't have an issue sourcing parent rolls from North America or even Europe or Asia at the moment, yeah. or even Latin America itself. And that, that makes prices uh, to a point competitive, right? Because there's sure. a surplus and availability of pattern rolls. I think the key factor here for a lot of them is the shipping. Yeah. Uh, I was speaking with a company in Peru not too long ago and uh, a couple of years ago or a year ago before the pandemic, they were importing containers from Asia costing $2,500, $3,000. Now they were telling me they're paying $8,000, $10,000 per container on occasion at the peak of the pandemic, right? Yeah. So yeah. obviously that, that that puts a lot of pressure on on the imported uh, semi-elaborated goods like sure. pine rolls, right? Or even your raw materials like cardboard, mm -hmm. uh, which is a, a, a shortage at the moment right now uh, outside of the US. So it, it's very tricky for, for, for each country, but uh, from the converters that we've talked to, uh, they do have availability uh, for pine rolls. Uh, I think they're able to negotiate those prices of the raw material sure. itself and then somehow compensate for the higher shipping uh, mm -hmm. costs. Uh, but uh, they're still remaining very competitive with these prices. And uh, like I said at the beginning, supplying their local markets. Yeah, it's hard to pass on that finished cost to your customers. We talked about this in the past is, uh, you know, reducing the size of your products. We've been through those scenarios before. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's a catch-22 because the price of the paper is low, but then you have to actually, you know, get the paper to you. Right. That cost is extremely high. So. You know, you can't win. That and and then I just can't imagine the you we're talking about the ocean freight, and then you have to deal with the local freight, uh yeah. the inland freight once you have the finished product to deliver to your sure, sure, sure. in North America. I mean, there's a huge shortage of uh truck drivers. Uh, I think in the United Kingdom, I read an article not too long ago, they have a shortage of a hundred thousand drivers, truck drivers. Yeah. Uh, so obviously that puts another sort of pressure on the on the shipping costs uh, within countries so yeah no i mean the strain the strain is everywhere so it'll be really interesting to see how we finish off the rest of 2021 i think the industry is in a good place right now i think um the demand is there um the usage is there um the capacities there's still some capacity available so it'll be interesting to see how we finish off the year um is there anything else you like that hector anything else that we left off possibly no, I think I think that summarizes, uh, you know, a little bit of the outlook, uh, not only for this month, but looking a little bit forward a year or two down the road uh, yep. for the regions. And obviously, as we navigate, uh, we'll, we'll find out more in the next uh, few weeks. Yeah. And uh, here in September, we're going to have a couple of uh, very interesting, fun talk tissues that we're going to be presenting. And our product reviews will be starting up in September. So look out for those. If you're a company listening that wants to do a product review or highlight your company in any way, Please reach out to us. You know, same for Latin America, obviously. Um, sounds good. Thank you, Hector. Appreciate the time. We, you, uh, we'll chat again in September. We'll do. Bye, Take everyone. Time. Bye.